Once more, it is What's Involved, another guest, a special guest this time. I've actually been fascinated to, to chat to her a little bit and, and find out uh, about her story and what she did. And just the way I got introduced to her, I was, I was very impressed. Who am I talking about? It is Tanya Moonsami. She is the Chief Experience Officer at baconcierge.co.za. Hello, Tanya. Hi, good morning. Nice to be here. Wonderful to be chatting to you as well. Uh, and I, I and I remarked when we started off about uh, how you introduced yourself because um, you actually came to me via Paula Quincy, who's somebody that I'd, I'd spoken to on the show before. And uh, she said to me she thinks you would be fantastic on the show. And I went, okay, brilliant. So let's start off. Before we get into BA Concierge, tell me a little bit about Tanya. Give me a bit about your, your, your background, schooling, et cetera, et cetera. I like to find that out from my guests so we can set the scene. Okay, so Tanya is originally from Cape Town. I moved to Johannesburg in 1998 when my mom passed away and I was actually working for South African Airways at the time. So I started off as a flight attendant. I then moved up to Johannesburg because my daughter wasn't coping with the fact that I was flying all over the world. I decided to move to Joburg because I had a sister living here. And that's how I moved into sales. But uh, to start at the very beginning, I grew up in a house where my dad was an entrepreneur before there was even a term entrepreneur. My mom was a housewife and I always say she showed me how to uh, work magic with money because she used to do amazing things with <laughs> very little money that we had. Um, and, you know, I grew up not wanting for anything. And the biggest thing that I grew up with, the biggest influence that I grew up with was the fact that my father was an entrepreneur. So I didn't know any different. For me to then become one later in life was such a natural progression because it was all I was ever exposed to growing up. Then when I moved to Johannesburg, like I said, I started off in sales. I actually started off selling photocopiers and then um, left the sales industry because I just became so disillusioned by the person that I was working for that I actually moved into HR. I then worked in HR for about two years, left again, and went back to the very person that I left sales from. <laughs> And then um, having left there on even worse terms, I decided it was time either to start my business or to find another job. And at that point in my life, it was a case of what is the worst that could ever happen? The worst that could happen is I fail. And even worse than that for me would be that I never tried. And that's when I started uh, my first company, which is the um, Itemba Office Solutions. I then started the business concierge during lockdown, and it was really based on giving people hope during a time of COVID when everything seemed so hopeless. I wanted to show uh, women in particular that it can be done. No matter what our circumstances are, we can do what we set our mind to do, and that's when the business concierge started. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think I think it's brilliant. Um, you know, just what you've done but you glossed over stuff and we can't gloss over stuff so, so tell me a little bit about go to timber what, what does that do 
Okay, so um, Itemba Offer Solutions was the original company that I um, started. And I kept referring to the company as the business concierge. I kept, people kept asking me, what does Itemba Offer Solutions do? And I kept saying, we are a business concierge to corporates based in Johannesburg. So essentially, the business concierge was always there. And it's exactly the same uh, concept. The only difference is with the business concierge, I've added on things that is more relevant to the times that we find ourselves in. So I've added on stuff like home deliveries of groceries, stationery, and uh, toners. But it's essentially, it offers the same service. Okay. Because when you when you say, and, and, and this is something that, that you, you, you know, is, is quite important, is the whole idea of a, of a concierge. Not many people kind of got that. You know, when you went, oh, I am a, a concierge, immediately people think, oh, yeah, okay, so you, you're in the hotel industry. Uh, explain, <laughs> to me, explain to me what the concept is of a concierge. Okay, so um, rightfully so. It did, I actually saw the concierge concept when I was flying for SA. And we used to land in the different countries and there was a concierge that we used to go to when we needed anything. So that seed was planted when I was working for SAA. When I started my business, I wanted to create the same concept for my clients, where instead of finding six or seven different service providers, so, um, you know, one that sells stationery, another supplier that does paper, another supplier that does corporate gifting and clothing, I wanted to give my client a one-stop solution. So that's where I got the idea from, and that is what the concept is about. So instead of you having to go and find six or seven different service providers just to keep your office going, you use the business concierge, and we will do everything for you, and you just manage one relationship, which is a lot more convenient for our clients. Well, it, look, on, on, on the surface now, and we're going to dive a little deeper into this in just a bit, but it certainly sounds like uh, it was a godsend. And, and the fact that you relaunched this, uh, you know, this whole concept during COVID is, to me, absolutely phenomenal. Because when I think about our little small business, they are, it's like, oh, no, we've run out of ink. Where do we go? How do we get this? Okay, now, hang on, we need paper. We need to do this. We need to do that. And, you know, if, you, if you're running, you would know. If you're running your own business, it's, it's like 24-7 that you run it. And, uh, you know, to, to, to get, I don't know, customer service these days in, in, in our country, to a large degree, has suffered, I think. What do you feel about that? I, feel, I agree with you 100%. Um, and you know, with COVID, what I was really getting tired of hearing is, uh, apologies, we have skeleton staff. That became the go-to um, as an excuse for the lack of service that we were getting. And that's also how the business concierge was born. I was dealing with the frustration of sending an email and requesting a quote. No one taking the time just to say, we confirm, we've received your query, we're working on it, we'll get back to you. Just that sense of comfort that someone has actually seen your email and um, that they are working on your query, that you can expect the delivery at a certain time. And that's what we're trying to change. We're trying to change the way people um, experience the service industry because as much as what we are selling stationery and we are selling corporate gifting and cartridges, the thing that we are selling is service. 
So that's what I want to change. I want to change the experience that people are getting. And when I started researching and I started speaking to clients, speaking to individuals, what I did find was I wasn't the only one that was dealing with that frustration. So I agree with you 100%. Um, we are not selling groceries. We are not selling station. We are not selling products. What we are selling is service. And I believe the companies that are taking the time out to give their clients service and to prioritize those, that especially, that are the, those are the companies that is going to be around. I would agree with you 100% there because, you know, a lot of people, and it's it's understandable, when, when COVID hit us, a lot of people put their hands up in the air and said, we don't know what to do. And it is, it, it's been and still remains, even though we are on, on level two, I keep looking to the UK and going, oh, I hope we'll, or level one, I keep saying, I hope we kind of, yeah. you know, just kind of don't have to go back there because I didn't like it. We, 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 we. We were one of the, the lucky ones that uh, that sort of also in the middle of it managed to, to generate some income, but it's it's definitely been a challenge. When we come back, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about what you do because I love your website. Your website is brilliant, uh, and we'll talk about that when we come back. My special guest is Tanya Moonsami, the business concierge, and this is what's involved more when we come back. And we're back. It is what's involved. My special guest, Tanya Moonsami. So just before the break, Tanya, we were talking, I, and I mentioned your website, and I like your website. The one bit I, I love is, is the who we are bit. And, and we can talk about who you are, but what we don't do is brilliant. Is, I'm going to quote you. We don't work for free. Brilliant. We don't run marathons, even better. Uh, we don't sacrifice excellence for mediocrity. And then my favorite one, we don't resist Cook Sisters or Cook Sisters is, as, it's, as it's written here. That's different, hey? A Cook Sister is different from a Cook Sister. And that, that, that goes back to your, your, your Cape roots, doesn't it? It does indeed. It really does. And it's something that's so inherently me. Everybody that knows me knows every Sunday morning I have a sister and I have a cup of tea because that's just who I am. So mm-hmm. I, I'm boldly saying I do not resist sisters. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, and, and to wrap it up, you go, we don't compromise quality for profit. And I think that is, you know, if, if, if you get this right, I spoke to a, a gentleman by the name of Jeff Ram a little while ago on the show, and he's all about uh, what he calls celebrity service. And, and he talks about how would you serve somebody if they were a celebrity as opposed to how you treat your everyday clients. And when you dive deeper into that, you suddenly become aware that, wow, you know, uh, we need to have a look at this idea of celebrity service and our customers need to be our celebrities because they're our bread and butter. I agree 100%. I actually um, have a saying where I say uh, clients should be treated the way they deserve to be treated and not the way we think we should. Because that's exactly it, you know, the, the, um, without clients. And most of the clients that has helped the business concierge through this period has been existing clients. And it's all been based on service. And I don't care if you are buying one box of pens from me or whether you are buying a 50,000 rand order. And that is what I try and teach the staff constantly. I call it the concierge way of thinking, where everything that you can possibly do for your client, just like the concierge in a hotel. I have never gone to a concierge in the 
in a hotel and said to them, I'd like to know what shows are playing. And the concierge looks at me and says, oh, you know what? I don't know. The concierge is the person that's supposed to know. They're supposed to know everything. They're supposed to have enough suppliers so that whatever the client is requesting, we can deliver on. We're supposed to have six or seven or even 10 different um, supplier relationships so that when we go to the client, we are delivering full orders. And that's one of our value propositions. We say to our clients, if you place an order, we will communicate from the time that you request the quote until we deliver. Because for me, that is the whole sales process. It's not just about getting the order. What do you do with the order? Are you communicating with your client? Are you telling them where the delivery is? When you go and deliver, are you delivering full? Because what I find also is people are with grocery deliveries, for instance, and that's why I'm going into that space. Most of the time when you're ordering cream, for instance, something as simple as I ordered whipping cream and I got pouring cream, to the person who's doing the grocery shopping, it might not be important. But are you truly being a solution when you are not taking into consideration what your client is asking? We call, we say, um, you know, but before we substitute anything, we speak to the client. The shopper calls the client and says, um, they don't have pouring cream, can I take whipping cream? The client is part of that whole uh, process before we go and deliver the order. But by the time it gets delivered, you have a full order. You know when it's coming. You know that the order is full. If there was any substitutions, you were involved in that decision. And that's what we want to change because that is what the concierge is about. It's about bringing a solution, but not just any solution, the solution that the client actually asked for. I think that's brilliant because as you were talking, I was thinking back to the amount of times I've ordered stuff online. And it arrives here and you open it up with great excitement because there's something about receiving a package, even though, though you've paid for it. And then it's it's not complete. And then, you know, on a little piece of paper somewhere, it just goes out of stock or whatever the case may be. And you're like, well, thanks for letting me know this before you sent the order out because I was I was needing this product or I was looking forward to receiving it. And now suddenly I've got a piece of paper and, and not so much as a, a buy your leave or we're terribly sorry, just like out of stock. And that bugs me. And, and groceries, you've hit the nail on the head there. I, I actually gave up trying to order groceries online because it just never worked for me. So I think that's, that's brilliant. Now, aside from the groceries, which I think is going to be really a big thing for you, because you reckon that uh, you deliver within 48 hours of your order, uh, if you're in Johannesburg, 72 hours nationally. So you do have a national footprint. Yes, I do. And you know, um, with COVID, actually prior to COVID, what I figured out was as a small business, I don't have the infrastructure and I don't have the capital to have a fleet of delivery vehicles. So we actually started collaborating with suppliers and saying to them, this is a small business, 100% black woman owned, level one BEE. Why don't you partner with us? We piggyback on your infrastructure and whatever business you're losing because you are not compliant, we can then do a collaboration deal where I go in, I secure the client, but when it comes to the infrastructure and being able to go and deliver nationally because of who I am collaborating with and who are supporting me in the background, it now gives me a national footprint. And then everybody wins. It's a brilliant way of thinking about it. And, and you know, it, it, it's something as well. I mean, in, in our country, 
And over the last while, I, it, I've reflected quite a bit on this because, you know, we always complain about South Africa and the state of South Africa and the corruption and the this and the that and the next thing. And yet, you know, turn your eyes to the, the United States at the moment, the good old USA who always used to point fingers at us. They are not doing that well. So to see that, that you are a level 1B compliant company, you owned, um, women owned and managed, I think that is a fantastic success story. Uh, and, and you guys are doing brilliant work from what I understand because I've, I've done a little bit of, I always joke and say I do some cyber stalking before I speak to my guests. But it, it does seem that you guys are, are, are hitting the mark here and getting uh, uh, great reviews back. One of the things that, that uh, was very interesting to me is you also do back-to-school stationary packs. But what's special about that? So as a mom and a mom of only one son, right now that's in school so i've got two children my daughter is turning 30 this year and my son is eight years old so there's a 21 year gap between the two of them oh talk about a lot lomaki (laughs) so i really um almost had to relearn everything so when i did the back to school stationary packs i remember arriving at school and never having to worry about labeling and all of those things with my daughter and I dropped off my son's stationery and the teacher looked at me and she said, um, nothing is labeled. And I felt so embarrassed. I had to go back, I had to go and find the company that does the labeling. So when I started speaking to moms, I then found out that you get your stationery pack from the stationery supplier. You then have to go and order the labels from someone else. So they deliver the stationery pack to the school. You then have to get into your car, go and drive, buy the labels, so it was just such an inconvenience and illogical way of getting a stationary pack. I then decided to do stationary packs uh, with the labels, label the stationery for the moms, and by the time I go and deliver the stationary pack, you have a stationary pack that's labeled, ready for you just to take to school um, in the new year. And the thing is, I'm saving, and it's a lot more convenient because I'm saving you time, and I'm saving you effort. And if you've got three children or four children, do you really have the time to be sitting there labeling each and every item when the service provider that you are ordering from will do it for you? So it was all about making it easier for moms because let's face it, it's moms that do the labeling. And as much as I enjoy stationery, because I really enjoy stationery, I get excited when I see a new pen on the market. It's not that much fun if you're labeling four or five or even three kids stationery and then the other frustration you open the box david and there's items short so you paid for it you got the box you dropped the box off at home and you went on holiday you come back the next year thinking that all you need to do is label and then you find out there's a few items short so you still end up having to go to a stationery shop Uh, and back to school stationery shopping is not fun I can only imagine. And, and, you know, I think back when you're talking about this, I think back to to the days and those are very, very, very far distant when I was in school. Uh, My sister was in school. And in those days, we had to cover all the books and then the textbooks and everything had to be covered with brown paper and then with a, a plastic paper and labeled and stickered and all your pens and pencils and your pencil case and everything. And I know how long it took my mom. Uh, just with two of us, 
and, and I've tried it once or twice in my past and I gave it up as a bad job. So I think that's a brilliant bit of service that you guys are doing. My special guest is uh, Tanya Moonsami and uh, she is from a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, company called The Business Concierge. We'll talk more with Tanya when we come back. This is What's Involved. It's so good to have you along with us. And we're back with Tanya Moonsami, The Business Concierge. So uh, just before the break, we talked about the back-to-school stationery packs, which are brilliant. We've talked about groceries that you do. What else do you do you do there? Because you, you said you sort of do a, a wide range of things, corporate clothing, those kind of things. We do indeed. So like I said before, we really want to offer an end-to-end solution to our clients. So what I then looked at was what are the services and products that a corporate would look at. And then obviously during COVID, I had to change the focus and also add in what the individual will look for. Because uh, historically, we only used to sell business to business. And now obviously, it's all we have to become relevant with the times and relevant with the change. So we have uh, branded corporate gifting and clothing. So our mainstay and our popular product has always been stationery and groceries. Those two has been the most popular. And then if you needed branded corporate gifting and clothing, that we then added on. With uh, lockdown and with COVID, we've added on COVID essentials. So all your PPE, hand sanitizers, we do everything. We even do thermal scanning. And we've also added on locally produced gifting. So there's a, uh, and I try very, very um, hard to support other women in business. So our sanitizers we get from a woman-owned business, the locally produced gifting and bespoke gifting. So if you have an event and um, you need not the normal made in China gifting, I have that in my stable as well. And then uh, just just to round things off, I mean, you've also got uh, the range of eco-friendly products and gifting as well, I believe. Yes, I do. So that forms part of the locally produced products. Um, It's a lady that does her own um, soaps, butters, body butters. She's just got, you know, I think I'm a biggest, I actually go there to go and look at the new products and I end up leaving there having bought um, a range of things because she's got she's got clothing she's got uh, canned soya candles she's got the most beautiful body creams and things and I think I'm her best client never mind um, you know supplying my clients with her products <laughs> well you know there's, there's there's something to be said to, to, to about having a little bit of self-indulgence at the end of the day and, and relaxing with a nice soya candle or something uh, and, you know, just, just natural handmade soaps, wonderful stuff. So now, uh, Tanya, we, we, we're talking about what you're doing. And when I think of a concierge, you know, and, and obviously my reference is having dealt with one or two concierges, not as many as you clearly, uh, and the movies, is that, you know, these are the people you can go up to and you can ask them just about any question. Where can I get a bespoke suit? Where can I get the theater tickets? You know, maybe, you know, whatever. I mean, there's, there's many, many different things. Do you not feel that that being called the business concierge, you may get some strange uh, requests, like somebody asking you for branded goldfish? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the funny thing is, that's exactly what I want. I want people to look at the business concierge and think of whatever they can't find. Um, it's like you said, you like to do research and you uh, like to research the people that you are interviewing. 
the one thing that I am known for is finding the impossible. Uh, people contact me. So to give you an idea, when I just started out in business, uh, this woman had an African-inspired wedding and she wanted an African-inspired um, album. When I found it, she wanted African-inspired invitations. And I'm talking about 10 years ago. And I found it. So whatever the need is, um, there was another request I got the other day and it was baseball jackets. I don't know if you can remember back in the day, it was a felt jacket with the leather arms and I yes. found it. Really? So, um, yes, I found it. I found it online. Um, and the thing is, what it, it, it excites me. I can't begin to tell you. So as much as I'm passionate about stationery and I'm passionate about the products, I think what drives me is the fact that I love finding solutions. I like, I, I, I can't explain to you the feeling that I get when someone says to me, thank you, job well done. You know, Tanya, I knew if I called you, you would make a plan. That for me is what drives me, knowing that whatever my clients are looking for, I am going to find a solution, whether I find it in Cape Town, whether I find it in Durban, whether I find it in America, I am going to find it. And that's, that is what excites me because every day comes with a new challenge. I mean, even just last week, a client, a new client, never sold to them before, heard via the grapevine that if you need something called Tanya, she sent me a WhatsApp and she said she was looking for a drum cartridge that her supplier basically just said, uh, we don't have stock to know when we're going to find it. I contacted everybody in Johannesburg that did drum cartridges. I found a supplier. Then the woman quoted me on a fuser kit instead of a drum cartridge. But because of my experience, I knew she was getting it wrong. I called her back. I said, you are not quoting me on the correct item. Yes, but a fuser kit is a drum. I said, no, it's not. In the 20 years that I've been in business, a fuser has never been a drum. Please go and check. Lo and behold, they found two in stock. I delivered it to the client on Friday and I got a message to say, Tanya, I knew that you would get the job done. And I did. It's brilliant. Tanya, but now over the years of doing this, you must have had some strange requests. Is there any strange requests that you can share with us that are radio friendly? I'm assuming maybe you've had some that are not radio friendly, but <laughs> is there any? There's one that stands out. It was a wedding and they wanted M and M's with the bride and the groom's initials. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I found it online. <laughs> so they had an M&M uh, themed dessert table and they wanted M&Ms but with their uh, initials on it and I found it. That is unbelievable. Wow. Because I was, I was going to go, you know, if somebody, if somebody sort of phones you up and says, listen, uh, I, need, I need something for the office, you know, when the people are sitting in the waiting room. So could you please get me candy floss and custard flavored jelly beans? Would you be able to do it? But it sounds like you can. Oh, I can. I'll find, and if I can't find it, I'll make it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful stuff. So, so even though your main thrust, Tanya, is, is the stationery, the groceries, corporate clothing and gifting, et cetera, et cetera. You do also fulfill a concierge role. So in other words, if somebody is listening and they might be, 
I don't know, the, the, the CEO of a company, uh, you know, somebody that's fairly high up in a corporate business, maybe they've got a small, medium business, and they suddenly go, uh-oh, I forgot it's my anniversary today. Can they phone you and go, listen, I, I need something special for my wife now. Is that something you do or is, or is that taking it too far? No, that's definitely something I do, like I'm saying to you. And, you know, the thing is you need to find out what the person likes. Uh, what are their tastes? You need to ask the right questions to find the right gift. And that's what I find. People don't put thought into anything. So, um, and that's where my strength is. I love putting thought. I like to think that when the person receives the gift, they're going to look at, because you know what? It's a reflection. When you're selling something, it's a reflection on you as well. Selling quality products. That's why I say I will never, ever compromise on quality because there's cheap of everything. And then there's quality of everything. Quality doesn't necessarily mean you have to pay uh, uh, arm and a leg. It just means something that you have put thought into. And a lot of people think that the gift has to be expensive for it to be thoughtful. No, if you are giving something. So, for instance, just to give you an example, I love peppermint crisp. And to give me a peppermint crisp and not just any chocolate really steals my heart because it's the small things that steals your heart. So for me, it's a case of whether you are looking for a Mont Blanc pen, whether you are looking for Thomas Sabo bracelets, I've done all of that. And the thing that I've done like a concierge, I've got many relationships with many different people. And I try and maintain those relationships. And just like you, I go and I go and cyber stalk and I go and see what are people doing? What is setting them apart? And you know what I find is a lot of the time, people will refer good service. So to find someone that's doing something unusually at a good price with good service isn't hard to find. And that's what I do. I collaborate and I try very hard, like I said before, to collaborate with women-owned businesses. And whatever the requirement is, if it's legal, let me just put it out there. If it's a legal request, I will be able to do it because that's what a concierge does. Exactly. I was waiting for you to tell me something like that, Tanya. And, and I like the part where you go, yes, it's, it's got to be legal. Absolutely. It's got to be above board. You're very proud of what you do and your business. We're running out of time. So when we come back, we're going to be wrapping it up with uh, Tanya Moon Sammy. And uh, she's the business concierge. Love, love this idea. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, we'll find out what's next for Tanya and where she's going when we come back. This is what's involved. And we're back with my guest, Tanya Moon Sammy from the Business Concierge. So you are effectively, Tanya, striving to be a concierge in its, in its true form and, and to be able to help and assist people. The question I want to put to you now, though, is, is you've obviously got to make a living as well. So is having the Business Concierge on speed dial, is it an expensive investment? Not at all. Not at all. Um, it's all about convenience. It's all about finding the solution. And that was the one thing that I wanted to make sure of. People will pay a premium for convenience, but I don't believe that you need to rip them off to provide that convenience. So with the groceries, for instance, um, I am talking to um, suppliers, I'm talking to retailers, I'm talking to wholesalers, so that when the client orders from us, even if we are marking up by 5%, David, we are making money. Uh, I don't feel that you, you, your um, client should bear the brunt for convenience. What I'm saying is 
the business concierge, we are not uh, marketing ourselves and we're not competing on price. We are competing with service. And I believe when you're giving people value, you're giving them convenience, you're giving them service, you give them feedback, they are not wondering what's happening with my order. Um, it's like you're saying, the online grocery, it, it has the experience has completely put you off. And what I want to do is I want to say to people for the convenience and for what the, the, the value, because we always have to add value to our clients. For that, yes, you're paying a premium. But if you compare us against anybody else, for the, the lack of service you're getting, the lack of information, the lack of staying in contact with you, you can't even compete. Okay. Because now you're saying, in, in terms of your markup, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, if I'm going to go to a person like Tanya, up to, you mentioned 5%, but 10, 15% as a, as a handling fee, a markup, whatever the case may be, I'd be happy with that. If I, if I was getting the service. And I think that's, if that's the, the recipe that you're using, I think that's a great way to go. Indeed. The thing is you want, um, I don't want to become rich with one order. For me, becoming wealthy is a process. But it comes with time. It doesn't come with the first order. It does, it's not supposed to come with the first tender. It's supposed to be a case for me, it, it, you, you build a relationship. You grow your busy, uh, business organically. Um, it's not about making quick money. For me, it's about the volumes. And if I can get a thousand people buying from me at, like you're saying, 10 to 15% markup, I'm still going to get to the point where I am going to become wealthy. Because let's face it, we're all in business to make money. But that cannot be your goal. And for me, that's not my goal. And I think that's what needs to change. I find that a lot of small businesses starting out are chasing tenders. They're chasing the big orders. I only want to work with big corporates. I only want to work with multinationals. And what I'm finding is my small to medium businesses, as much as what the corporates are keeping my mouth open, small to medium is also keeping my mouth open. And I think when we change and we really know the purpose, the why are we in business, what's the why, we must never ever forget why we're doing something. And for me, yes, I want to become wealthy, but it's going to be a process. And I'm not going to overcharge people, you know, and try and get rich in the next year. That for me is a long-term goal. And when I once asked a question, I was in the room at the Branson Center and a multi-millionaire was presenting to us. And one of the entrepreneurs asked him, excuse me, sir, how long does it take before you know you made it? And he looked at us and very smugly, he looked at us and he smiled and he said, young sir, be prepared to become an overnight success in 10 years time. <laughs> and it always stuck with me. Yeah. You know, becoming an overnight success, it's going to take you a process. Absolutely. Tanya, I need to ask because you sound like, like that kind of person. So where to next for Tanya? Uh, you know, yourself, the business concierge, where, 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 where to next? What is the next for you? So the next for the business concierge, we have collaborated with a company who is offering virtual assistance to corporates. Uh, I think that's going to be something that I would like to uh, get into. I'm actually just registered to do a course to see if it's something that will um, add value to both uh, the company and our clients. I'm really going to push the online grocery um, 
sector and I'm really going to push the back to school. So it's things that has always been there, but I didn't really push it. And I feel the time has come to push hard at those particular things. And then it's also just a continual uh, learning, continuously pushing myself, continuously training the staff, because I want the business concierge way of thinking. I want that to become the norm and not the mediocre service that we experience every single day of our life and people looking at us as if they're doing us a favor and not treating us with the respect that we deserve. So for me, it's all about changing the way things are being done, changing behavior. And if I can do it through my business and the way that we do business and the service we give our clients, that's where I'm moving to right now. And hats off to you, Tanya, because I, I wish you all the best. I know that you, you, you touched on this, this VA, the virtual assistance. I know that is massive overseas. And I see no reason why people in South Africa can't offer that same service, particularly to people who are in the online world. Um, a lot of my stuff that I do, I do online. And uh, for me to be able to have a virtual assistant, I think would be an absolute godsend. So good luck with that. And thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. If people want to get hold of the business concierge or you yourself, Tanya, what is the best place to go to? The best place to go is if you visit our website. Mm. Um, there's an email address. It's info at baconcierge.co.za or they can call on 011-726-8803 or 8804. And that's the office number. Fantastic. And just so you know, it's uh, www.com. B A. So it's the letter B, the letter A, concierge.co.za. So the letter B, the letter A. So it's www.baconcierge.co.za. Tanya Moon Tammy, thank you so much for taking the time out and having a chat to us. Uh, the fact that you relaunched this business during COVID, we didn't touch on it because apparently it's rude to ask a woman her age, but uh, you're 50 and, and, and you suddenly decided to, to start running this business again, which I think is amazing. So well done. And we wish you all the very, very best. Thank you, David. And it's 50 and fabulous. <laughs> and I really don't care. I am owning 50. Yeah, listen, it, take, it seems to me that uh, just, just yesterday I, I, I sort of hit the big 5-0, which I never thought I'd make. And now it's, you know, I'm a little closer to, you know, the halfway mark than I'd kind of like. But anyway, these things happen. Tanya, all the best for you. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on our show. No, thank you so much. It was a great opportunity, a great way to showcase our business. And I just want to say, from all the entrepreneurs that you've, you've hosted, thank you so much for creating these opportunities for us. It's my absolute pleasure. That was my special guest, Tanya Moon Sami, and uh, she's from the Business Concierge. More what's involved coming your way.